welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'll be chatting with San Antonio artist Su Min Jung. Her exhibition, When You Call My Name Quietly, runs through May 1st. Hi, Jill. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So, since, since your work is, you know, from from places, from landscapes. I kind of wanted to talk about you were born in Seoul, South Korea. Yes. Um, You mentioned in your artist statement that you moved around a lot when you were a kid. Yes, my my dad was a military officer growing up, so nature of his work, uh, we moved a lot to place to place. And since when you're in military, you can't go travel a lot. So whenever he gets time, he would take us to like see all the landscapes and landmarks in Korea, okay. all over the places. And once he had to move around a bunch, um, and we w- once we grew up because we didn't want to like transfer school all the time. So my dad would be living away from us, and we would do like weekend trips to just see him. So, oh! Oh! Yeah, wow! We, we, it was like part of our life to <laughs> travel every weekend to see that, <laughs> and yeah, hmm, that's that's cool. Um, and then you got your MFA in oh, San Antonio. Yes, San Antonio. yes, yes. How how did you end up in Texas? So my sister uh, decided to study abroad first. I I didn't know I was gonna uh, study abroad, but my sister went to UT Austin. Uh, she majored in piano performance. Oh wow! So she's a musician, and I was I just visited her one one summer, and I fell in love with Texas and decided to study abroad. So, or all three of us, I have a older sister and younger brother, and all th- three of us ended up coming to Texas. And my little brother uh, got his degree in degrees in Austin. He went to UT Austin also. Oh, really? He's living and working in Austin. That's crazy. <laughs> are your parents still in... They are still in Korea. Okay. And my sister lives in Switzerland now, so we are, <laughs> we are spread out globally. <laughs> so, I mean, so, yeah, the sense of place and landscape is predominant mm-hmm. in this work, and... Um, exquisitely executed I might add um, Thank you. you use color pencil pencil and gouache and um, I'm kind of wondering we talked about this a little bit before when we were curating the show mm-hmm. but um, I wonder if you could tell me more about like are the the landscapes based in reality and um, are there like thoughts or emotions that you think about when when you're thinking about those places definitely um some places are real and you know referenced by the existing places and some places are i guess from the impressions that i already have in my head and put together like uh visually kind of collaged and came out as a like you know a new imagined place I think I use the landscapes because I've been traveling a lot as a kid and I moved across the ocean and now yes. living here and uh, traveled like Germany, Switzerland and, you know, like other countries and um, just like experiencing those landscapes, sometimes really similar to one another and sometimes very different. And 
Even when we like travel same places, you know, we we kind of taken differently depending on where you're from, you know, how you grew up and how you're looking at it. So my work is like a lot about perspectives. Um, so yeah, I, I look at things and I kind of like recreate a place based off the pre-existing place. Mm-hmm. But you know, manipulate and you know, accentuate certain areas that stood out for me uh, to create my own, you know, surreal space. The landscapes that I use as reference are, I don't know, kind of like popular places. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. popular places that everybody's been to. Um, not everybody's, like a lot of people <laughs> have been to or seen on like. You know, screensaver images yes. or travel magazine, yes. and you know everybody kind of like, oh, one day I want to go there, um, kind of images. And and some of place, some of those places I have been to, but not all of them are the places I have been. Um, I pick those places so I can connect better with the audience, so they can, you know, like they don't have to struggle with a part like where I, what am I, what am I looking at, and. Um, you know, start your own take on the the art from there. Yeah, your own journey into uh-huh. the landscape. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I don't know if one might wonder, like, why landscape? And then, like, all of a sudden, you're talking about your family, you know? Um, hmm. I think, because I travel so much with my family, and then, you know, moving, like, transferring school to school, moving to different towns, um, like the relationship, like as a family, like in between the family members got like stronger than, than any other oh, families. I bet. And we are, we are really close growing up and then, uh, we moved away. So we are like, you know, not, not living close by. So we are less annoyed by each other <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of start uh, we we, we kind of stopped aging since we moved away from Korea. Hmm. I, I think for I think some some people who had similar experience might get understand what 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 this means. Like it's been what twenty five years or like twenty five years at least since I moved away from my parents. Um, but and and I'm sure like everybody's twenty years, twenty five years older than the point where we left home. But and I I still see them like you know doing the FaceTime or or you know um, they come visit us sometimes every like other year or so. But I still think of them you know as <laughs> the age when they you know when I was leaving. So they are still like in. Yes, in their prime, <laughs> they they think of us. We are still like a like young adults. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that's kind of universal. I think yeah. family members treat each other yeah. as they remember them. Yeah, as their younger selves, mm-hmm. um, which can be good and bad. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I would see them sometimes, and then wow, like they they. You They're know, older, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like thought they were same, and you know, and um, yeah, and then and and just going to places, moving moving places a lot, and thinking about the perspective, and 
um, I think just naturally kind of came and how time and generation changes but the landscape stays the same going over this time all this time and season after season you know the landscape changes but the the you know base structure is still there like mother nature yes yeah that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so that's that kind of seems sounds kind of vague but that's how i like relate the landscape and you know the family thing together yes um and then perspective wise the, I, I use a lot of reflections on the water ah uh, yes but yes. it's not like true reflection if you are on the spot looking at the water reflection it's not gonna look like mirrored exactly same as what's reflected but i also work with the idea of like what's the what's real self you know like the actual thing that's in front of you or what's reflected on the water like what's beneath the water that kind of thing so um the reflections are usually not the actual reflection i also you know like draw my own reflection on the surface it's sometimes exactly same mirrored image of that what's on what's reflected or sometimes it's like flipped and it doesn't make sense it's completely totally different scene sometimes so yeah yeah that that happens with families too (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) definitely so the colors Uh um in this group are very vibrant some Uh of the pieces and and you were telling me in your older work there were more like cooler colors blues and greens Mm -hmm. what made you switch into more of the vibrant yes I don't know. I I I guess before I was more. So the the reason I'm using like achromatic and colorful area kind of mixed up together is number one reason is I guess like make it look more surreal when when there's like colorful. It's like a dream and reality kind yes. of clashing together, um, and then visually intriguing. You know, it has really like cool visual effect (laughs) (laughs) um before i think my i i was kind of focusing on that serenity of the landscape yes um and like mark making wise everything had to be like so in control um you know like everything needs to be like it can't go cross the line (laughs) everything needs to you know the color stays within the line kind of thing yes so everything has to be like so in control and then I kind of started to, I guess, like, I, I teach drawing. And as you are teaching students new things, and you kind of learn also. Mm. And you want to try out new things also. And um, I, I kind of got more interested in mark making. So I wanted to kind of let the medium do what it does using gouache and wet medium. And, you know, not so being control so i started to like kind of work with splatters and that by the way accidentally happened because even when i was trying to do watercolor you know let let it do what it does and i i wasn't doing splatters and then one one time i was doing this commission work and accidentally went outside of the line and made a <laughs> random splatter and I, I was like oh my god well, how do I get rid of it you know and usually I have ways to like hide things and you know change some composition to make it go away or blend in 
But that one was in the middle of the void and I couldn't hide it. And I kind of started to like love it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then kind of started to come together with my ideas because before like all the dots that I put in was like completely in control. I put every individual dot like thinking where I'm going to put next right, dot. Right, right. But I kind of moved on to a more kind of sporadically, you know, like kind of flicking the brush yes to like scatter those dots and so kind of accidentally happening so I, I kind of fell in love with that accident that it that happens in the process and then you know uh more of like more juicy colors <laughs> and you know not so serene because when you think of your it's it's a lot about uh, my work is a lot about kind of longing, you know, um, thinking about your parents and your children and um, more emotional facts. And I I don't think it needs to be like all serene and that's calming true. only. Yes, so I wanted to have a little bit of like bright colors to create more visual rhythm. So I think that's when I started to. Um, you know, use more fuchsia colors and, <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. So you mentioned your family, and um, there's um, a couple of poems that kind of go with the show or mm-hmm. are connected to the show. Um, do you create your poems and then create the work afterwards, or do they happen at the same time? They they kind of happen at the same time. I would like while I'm drawing. Uh, my works are extremely time consuming so I'm like drawing night after night um, I I want to stress that night time because I have two <laughs> kids and a full time job so usually I'm drawing at night when everybody's sleeping and you know night time I think your like emotional part of brain is more activated yes. and, um, and then I have an older child and once he turned like five or six you know you you kind of be more comfortable like you don't have to be as on tip of your toes and like watch over your child anymore Mm -hmm. and then I had a younger one so like it's almost like starting a second (laughs) parenthood again and you know going through all the new emotions and how much you have to sacrifice as a parent and you know um yeah I think it, it kind of like came back to me and um so while I'm drawing at night or exhausted from you know <laughs> and like from the day's work and um trying not to make noises so they don't wake up and while I'm drawing I'm still like think oh, my head is full of my kids and just kind of thinking about how generation shifts and um what my parents had to go through to mm. make me become you know what I have become so I, I think like I'm drawing and then kind of thinking of those things and words come and I don't title my work I, I we were like we were saying earlier I yeah. don't title my work as I'm working I just have those thoughts coming and whenever I have like really oh I like that phrase <laughs> and I would write it down 
and it takes long time. It, it takes like a year to like come up with one poem, because I'm not I'm not a poet. I don't sit there and write poems after poems, you know. So yeah, but that's so great that you're writing and drawing all at the same Thank time. You. I mean, so it's it, it just kind of like happens and like little phrases by phrase by phrase and they come and I put it together and then a while later when I have multiple pra- phrases I would put it together okay and then like kind of move them around and make it a poem have you always done this when you're no it's a newer thing okay yeah because um, I because I was going to ask um how your children have affected your work and you've kind of touched on that a little bit mm-hmm. I mean time constraints for one mm-hmm. but but then how you're you're thinking about your children and your parents mm-hmm. and um so did the poems come more um I think after I, I started or oh, I guess at first I was thinking about the titles but because I, I remember somebody telling me um my titles of work kind of sounds like What's the the music, the cowboy music, like country music, <laughs> country music <laughs> lyrics or something like that? Okay. I, think I always had kind of like poetic, you know. Sure. Um, and I always kind of wanted to, like one day I want to, you know, print a book that's like sentence or phrase or something that goes with my drawing and whole book is, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of want to, that, that's my like dream. Like one day I would make a book with a poetry and you know the images, but the, like each sentence goes with the images. But I didn't like plan this. I had that kind of like idea, uh, kind of vague idea, and um, I was just creating like a sentence or the title of work, and then eventually I had enough number of works, and oh, that can all come together and it becomes a poem. So at first it was more about my kids and I realized it could go the other way also okay. about my parents. So first poem I did was like a message to my children. And then second poem, depending on how you look at it, it could be you know something that like parents are saying or it could be something that children are saying or it could be for the like people who are in romantic relationship so again about perspective you Mm -hmm. know it could it could Mm. change and be read in different (laughs) ways that's nice that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) i hate to ruin that by asking a basic question um Mm. but why colored pencil you are like phenomenal at color pencil and did that like did you always love color pencil did you do something before it or um i don't think i i don't know it just kind of randomly started um i was always afraid of color before Mm. that's interesting right yeah come see the show you will not believe that (laughs) (laughs) um i guess i went through like traditional art training in Korea, so it was all graphite drawing. Um, so I was, I'm, I'm, I've been always confident in like graphite drawings, and I don't know. Um, one day my sister gifted me like 120 color color pencil by Karen Dash, because she she moved to Switzerland, and you know she was. She was always sending little care packages and stuff, mm-hmm. and 
she would buy us like variety of version of like like uh, Swiss Army knives hmm. or you know the the souvenir cups or the magnets for refrigerators or the logoed uh, Switzerland flag logo T-shirts. What else? And chocolate, of course. Of course. <laughs> and then. You know, you can't always give those things. And she's like, "What can I do for my sister who's an artist?" So, she, Karenda, she's Switzerland, uh, Swiss brand. Okay. So she bought me this big set, and I just wanted to try it out, and I ended up falling in love. And I did series of year drawings. I think I drew like eighty something years or something, and. Yeah, just years only, like life size or okay. slightly bigger than lar- life size, but like super realistic. That was when I was in master's program, ah. and then ever since I just kept using color, color pencil, pencils, yeah, on different subject matters and different ways. So you can I think thank it's, your sister. It's color pencil. Sometimes is taken as like kind of crafty medium, oh. you know, and um, you know because it's so accessible, and children can use it and. I think some people just kind of like consider it not like high art, you know. Sure. Um, but there are, I I learned there are so many talented color pencil artists. And I agree. Yeah, and it had so much possibilities. Um, you know, like they're water based that you can you can use with water. I don't do that, but I, I use water based color pencil because you can blend so much. Like smoother than <laughs> oil-based or wax-based. Yes. So yeah, that's the me- that's the kind of color pencil I use. Okay. Cool. Well, I want to thank you for taking oh. the time to hang out with me in this sunny courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking more sunnier side for me. <laughs> I want to thank Sumin Jung for joining me on this podcast. The exhibition, When You Call My Name Quietly, will run through May 1st. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>